हेलो गाइस वेलकम टू द शर्मा शो दिस इज स्मार्शी शर्मा योर होस्ट सो गाइस टुडे यू आर गोइंग टू लिसन ऑन द रेसिप्रोकल आर्ट्स ऑफ रीडिंग एंड राइटिंग सो गाइस हियर वी गो इन जनरल द टू रूल्स ऑफ रीडिंग दैट वी हैव बीन डिस्कसिंग लुक एज इफ दे वर रूल्स ऑफ राइटिंग आल्सो ऑफ कोर्स दे आर राइटिंग एंड रीडिंग आर रेसिप्रोकल एज आर टीचिंग एज बीइंग टॉट If authors and teachers didn't organize their communications, if they failed to unify them and order their parts, there would be no point in directing readers or listeners to search for the unity and under uncover the structure of the whole. Nevertheless, although the rules are reciprocal, they are, are not followed in the same way. The reader tries to uncover the skeleton that the book conceals. The author starts with the skeleton and tries to cover it up. both processes are vice versa of each other his aim is to conceal the skeleton artistically or in other words to put flesh on the bare bones if he is a good writer he does not bury a puny skeleton under a mass of fat on the other hand neither should the flesh be too thin so that the bones show thorough if the flesh is thick enough and if flabbiness is avoided the joints will be detectable and the motion of the parts will reveal the articulation Why is this so? Why should not an expository book one that attempts to present a body of knowledge in an ordered way be merely an outline of the subject? The reason not only the most reader can't read outlines and that such a book would be repellent to a self-respecting reader who thought that if he could do his job the author ought to do his. There is more to it than that. The flesh of a book is as much as a part it as the skeleton. This is as true of books or as it is of animals and human beings. The flesh, the outline spelled out, read out, as we sometimes say, adds an essential dimension. It adds life in the case of animals. Just so, just so. Actually, writing the book from an outline, no matter how detailed, gives the work a kind of life that it would not otherwise have had. We can summarize all of this by recalling the old-fashioned so-called old-fashioned maxim that a piece of writing should have unity, clarity and coherence. That is indeed a basic maxim of good writing. The two rules we have been discussing in this chapter relate to writing that follows that maxim. If the writing has unity, we find it. If the writing has clarity and coherence, we must appreciate it by finding the distinction and the order of the parts. What is clear is so by distinct distinctness of its outlines what is coherence hangs together in an orderly disposition of parts these two rules therefore can be used to distinguish well made books from badly made ones if after you have attained sufficient skill no amount of effort on your part results in apprehension of the unity of a book and if you are also not able to discern its parts and their relation to one another then very likely the book is a bad one whatever its reputation you should not be too quick to make this judgment perhaps the fault is in you instead of the book however neither should you feel able to make it and always assume that the fault is in you in fact whatever your own failing as a reader the fault is usually in the book for most books the very great majority are badly made books in the sense that their authors didn't write them accordingly to these rules these two rules can also be we might add we used in reading any substantial part of an expository book as well as the whole 
if the part chosen is itself a relatively independent complex unity its unity and complexity must be discerned from it to be well read here there it is a significant difference between books and conveying knowledge and poetical works plays and novels the parts of the former can be much more autonomous than the parts of the latter the person who says of a novel that he has read enough to get the idea please underline this sentence read enough to get the idea does not know what he is talking about he can't be correct for if the novel is any good at all the idea is in the whole and can't be found short of reading the whole but you can get the idea of aristotle's ethics or darwin's origin of species by reading some parts carefully although you would not in that case he able to observe rule 3 and that's it this is himanshu your podcast host signing off thanks for tuning to my podcast and i will see you later